discussion of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So this week I want to talk about scriptures for the, at least maybe the next couple of programs. So I, there are things that are in my mind that I, you know, I just have questions about. Um, one of them I think is about holding grudges. Another question I have is about can a saint have a weak faith? But today I want to talk about that scripture in Mark chapter 9 in verse 24 and the Lord is healing um, or a father brought his child to Jesus to be healed and 
with tears in his eyes, the father says, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And I've heard people say that it's not a good idea to pray that prayer for yourself. You know, because I used to say that all the time. I, th- I, I would hear that and I would say, I, I, I would read that and then I would feel like, yeah, sometimes I just don't feel like I have just enough faith, just, you know, to get me over something, you well, know? I, I think the reason why they might say that, I think it's in regards to saints. And the reason why I believe they say saints shouldn't be saying, helped out my unbelief, is because of what the Lord asked them. He said, because, well, what the person did was when he went to the Lord. Well, why don't we read it? Okay. Why don't we read it starting at verse, I think, 14. Yes. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foamed and gnashed with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit teared him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Okay. All right. So what what I was about to say, when, when the person came to Jesus, and Jesus asked how long he had this condition, uh, you know, been with this child, how long had he been this way, and he said, of a child. Now, this is where the father's faith was. It's been this way since he's been like a small child. And then he said, but if, he's talking to the Lord right. now, if you can do anything, this is why I believe they were saying saints really aren't going to pray help out my unbelief because we know that God can do all things. So, you know, with saints, it's not, Lord, if you can. With this particular person, he actually doubted within himself that God could. See, because he didn't have the revelation that Jesus was God. He's thinking this is a great prophet. This is somebody who works with miracles. But this might be one situation that even he can't tackle. So 
He's saying, if you can do anything. Well, I think he probably said that because the the disciples couldn't do it, you know, and they were, and, and Jesus rebuked them for, you know, right. saying that, you know, how long am I going to put up with right. you? So, well, then that means he was putting them in the putting Jesus in the same category as, as the disciples. So he was saying, you might have something that you can't do. Your disciples couldn't do it. And maybe you can't either. It's like, if you can, if you can do anything. Now, I know they say that you can do anything. Okay. But there's this possibility that you can't. Okay. But then, after that, after he explained his condition and um, Jesus Jesus said everything is possible. All things are possible. Okay? In verse 23. And right away, the father, because he was in tears. He was like beside himself. And he said, I do believe. I do believe. Help me. And I'm thinking, I'm hearing him say, help me overcome my unbelief. Help me. Unbelief in the Lord's ability. See, he's saying, if you can believe that all things are possible. And he's thinking, he's looking at him like, I, I, I believe, but I don't know if you can really do this. Help down my unbelief. Well, I don't know. See, because, you know, this because saints, I, I was saints. in a position like this, and I remember this so clearly before I was having surgery one year, and this is a long time ago. And I, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm just embarrassed about it. But um, I was so scared, and they took me and you know, from my room and they're wheeling me to the operating room and I am crying. I am really sobbing hard. And there were several nurses around the bed taking me to the room, to the operating room. And they said, don't you believe in God? And I'm just sobbing real hard. I do believe, I do believe. And that's what that reminds me of. You know, what was my, what was wrong with me? I didn't believe that God could take maybe, me through maybe, that. Maybe not, but I'm thinking what happens with people who have, I think they're not saying that the prayer should never be prayed. I'm thinking they're saying saints shouldn't be in a position of doubting whether God can do something. Well, I guess I never thought of it as doubting God. Well, that's his doubt. See, because if, once you say if, well, would can. it be, would it be, well, I never said if. But that's what I'm saying, but this is what this particular guy. I know that's what that man said, that's that father said. That's why they're saying saints don't say, Lord, if you can, because saints know that God can. I know he can, right, but, but there's I, something I inside say, of, but this is how I feel. A saved person might not know that, but a saved person knows that God can do all things. I think where saints mess up is they have to understand whether or not God will. Is it his will, not whether he can? Because I think at that t at that moment when I was being wheeled into the operating room, it was more fear than anything else. It wasn't that and fear would cause you to doubt. Oh. Fear has torment. Fear would. Cause... I was tormented. I can tell. Right. Fear would cause. I couldn't you to... stop crying. They had to knock me out. Right. Your your confidence. Fear will bring about. You can go from fear right into. Uh, you can, it can escalate right into terror. And then there was another time when I was, I was taking somebody who was having surgery and this was, you know, some years ago and I felt rebuked by this person, but, um, I was, we were just outside of the operating room 
and it, it was a very, very serious surgery. And I'm telling the person, another saint, and I'm telling the person, I believe God's going to bring you out of this. And he looked at me, you know, and turned his head and he says, no, you have to know that God's going to bring me out of it. No, that's the key, not believe. You got to know that he's going to do it. And it, that stuck with me, you know, that, that uh, I, I don't think I'll ever forget it because you have to know that God's going to do something right. for well, you. Right, but the, the words that we use, you have to know the, the meaning behind it. Because sometimes when we say, I believe, we actually mean, I know. Sometimes when we say, I know, sometimes we actually meaning, I believe. So it's the spirit of the level of faith in which you say something. Because sometimes you say, I believe God is going to do this. You're actually saying, I know God is going to do this. So it, it depends on where your faith is. And this, and when Jesus cast that spirit out of that uh, child, he, he saw the multitude. He saw the people coming. Based upon what the man had said, I don't believe the Lord uh, was impressed with him saying, help thou my unbelief. Because his unbelief was, was, uh, it was based upon him thinking that the Lord maybe could not. That there's a possibility that God wouldn't be able to cast Well, I never have a either. doubt that God is able to do anything. And saints don't. That's why they're saying, they're basically saying, saints so, within themselves don't doubt that God can. So saints supposed to be like how James was telling them in uh, the first chapter. He said, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let a, for let not the man think that he should receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right, and, and the key uh, uh, to, to that is also knowing that whatever you're asking, you're asking according to his will. So it's not so much that you don't have faith, it's not so much that the saints don't have faith. A lot of times they're asking and they don't know whether or not something is within God's will. And they start doubting themselves because they're thinking that they don't have faith. But when saints come, they know that God is able. See, that's why they come to the Lord, because they know that he can. Right. And I tell him that a lot of times I wouldn't be praying. It, I wouldn't come to you if I didn't know that you were able to do certain things right. or whatever I was asking. What You know, I, what would it would be fruitless to get on your knees and pray right. and ask him? There would be no purpose in that. Right. It would be without a prof without profit. Right. And this is where this is where when we talk about faith, when we say, Lord, I know that you're able. Sometimes when we say, Lord, I know that you're able, we mean you're going to do it. And then sometimes when we say, Lord, I know that you're able, we're saying, Lord, I know that you can. But Lord, will you? So sometimes the Lord gives a person a confirmation. So when they say, Lord, I know you're able, you know that God is going to do it because he's given you a confirmation. And if you don't get a confirmation. Then you already say, Lord, I know that you're able, but will you? Yeah, and a perfect example would be like Paul and how he asked three times about the situation, how he wanted to be healed. Now, Paul has faith and he asked according to his faith to the Lord, may I be healed of this ailment? And God said, my grace is sufficient three times. 
it wasn't because Paul didn't have faith. It just wasn't God's will for him to do that because it was a purpose and a reason why um, God allowed Paul to be where he is. Because if if it hadn't been, if he had a healing, Paul probably wouldn't have been in a... uh, He probably would have got lifted up, prideful, and everything else. Right, the Lord has his reasons. And and Paul being an example. And the biggest example, the greatest example, is when Jesus said, nonetheless, not my will, but but your your will will be done, if, if, if at all possible. See, knowing that God can, but his prayer is, Knowing that God is able. All right, so as God, He's able. But is it within His will? So is it a sin? You know, because I I have to say that I sometimes slip and I feel like, you know, Lord, I don't know if I have enough faith for this particular situation. I don't know if it's a a sin. You might not have, uh, say, for instance, the faith, because Lord would even say prophesy according to the proportion of your faith. You might not have as much faith as you think you would have to ask for something, but what you have to do then, when the disciple says, Lord, increase our faith, the Lord lets the person know that if if your faith is pure, it will grow, it will increase on its own. So if you feel like, like, I don't know if I have enough faith, then that's when you go into prayer. That's when you go into fasting so that you can hear from the Lord and get your confirmation or get your answer as to whether or not it's so or isn't so. So it's like he told when they asked, well, why couldn't we cast out the spirit? And he said, because these come not out except by prayer and fasting. He let them know that some things we have to get self completely out of the way because when we're trying to get the prayer through self is interfering. So we have to pray, we have to fast and so that we can get a breakthrough. So the Lord can answer us as to whether or not it's within his will, whether it's going to be done, yay or nay. But it's not because a person doesn't, to me for the most part, doesn't have enough faith, but if they think that they don't have enough faith, then it's time to go into consecration mode. Sometimes I find myself saying, um, asking the Lord not to help my unbelief, but to teach me what his will is or help me to receive his will or help me to receive the answer to this prayer or help me to recognize the answer to this prayer because sometimes i have to say i feel like i'm i i I don't know maybe there's something inside of me that's lacking you know and then i'll ask the lord i mean i cover all bases i'm telling you when i get on my knees i'm praying and i really want something and then I tell the Lord, whatever it is that I'm that I that I fail to have, whatever it is that's inside of me that I'm lacking, supply that. You know, mm-hmm. do whatever. You know, knock me in the head. Do something. Get, you know, get my attention somehow, mm-hmm. because I really need or I really want to to know an answer. I really. And I don't mean to offend him by not having enough faith. Or well, I don't think. But I don't think it's... See, I, I, I think that... Because he did read... People are saints, are too quick to talk about not having enough faith or unbelief. If you know that you trust in God, and you know that you love him with all your heart, body, mind, soul, and spirit, and if you feel like you don't have enough faith for what you're asking for, 
Then you go into consecration mode. You pray, you fast, so that you get an answer from the Lord. Because for the most part, I don't really see where it's a lack of faith. For the most part, I think that people don't know whether or not saints now don't know whether or not it's God's will, and they and they take not knowing God's will as being unbelief because they haven't gotten a confirmation or an answer. Well, I think I I get that sometimes because it's I forget what what Psalm it is. It says that God won't leave you where you are right there's some place in psalms where it says that right he's not gonna and that sometimes i feel like i'm in hell right you know you go through some tests and trials you feel like you're in hell Mm -hmm. and i think it says that he's not gonna leave you in hell right you know so you know and i'll tell him i can't i refuse to believe that you're not going to move on my behalf. I refuse to believe that you're not going to answer my prayer. I refuse to believe so that... So it's not unbelief. You see what I'm saying? So you won't find... I faith. do all kinds of things. But, but, yeah, but... But in the back of my mind, it is where he rebuked the disciples for having little faith. Right. Because you're and I guess in the Bible where the Lord commands little faith. Even in this... faith, he means it's not pure even in this uh, scripture, mm-hmm. he sort of rebuked the disciples. Faithless generation, right? Right. Meaning, I don't want to be called a faithless. Right. So, so when you go to the Lord and you're seeking a confirmation, because what the Lord is saying, as far as a little faith, He's saying that people, the faith isn't pure. He said, if you have faith as a child, so when, when you believe God without question, you believe Him without reservation. It doesn't necessarily mean that what you're praying for, you're going to get it. What you're praying for is for God to give you an answer, a confirmation. He knows what you want, but what you want might not be in his will. So therefore... And I say that I can't imagine that this wouldn't be in your will. (laughs) I tell him that I just can't imagine that it's not in your will. But if it's not, nonetheless, Lord... Not my will, but your will. If it's in your will, Lord, give me a confirmation. If it's not within your will, give me a confirmation. The fact that you trust the Lord to go to him in prayer to seek an answer lets you know that it's not unbelief. You are praying in belief. What you want from God is an answer. You want some type of direction. So you're acknowledging him so that he can direct your path. But he doesn't always give when you want it but he will give you an answer so once you ask God in faith for something whatever it is and you you want to know what he, what his will is and once you find out his will is whether it's yes or whether it's no we have to have the attitude of Romans um, 8 and 20 and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Right. So whatever We're called whatever his purpose. See the call and, 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 talking about saints. The called according to his purpose. All things work together. Right. <laughs> work together. Because you know there are things that are happen and it's not for our good. When the enemy comes, things are happening in our lives and it's not for our good, but God will make it work on our behalf. So when saints so I'd be encouraged to say, so you go to God in prayer and you're knowing that you're praying. And if you feel like you don't have 
the, the faith for whatever it is that you're asking, that you feel like you're asking God for something that's so great. And this is why I, I don't even believe the Lord gave the man the benefit of a response. You're not asking God something so great that he can't do it. See, that's an insult to the Lord. You're not asking God something so great that it's impossible for him to move it. You know that it, all things are possible. God can do anything. And as a saint who has received the Holy Spirit, if anybody knows it, we should. If anybody can say so, the redeemed can. We can say, God, we know that you can. Is it your will? Because if he if he gives you a confirmation, though, some things God does yeah, that's, for us. That's, that's, there's no doubt in my mind that he's that he's able, that he can right. do. And there's some things that God gives us a confirmation for right out of the gate. He tells you right away that this is his will and that he intends to do it. So, because I know he did it with, with uh, my aunt. He let her know right away that she was going to have a child regardless. When all those odds were stacked against her and he gave her confirmation. So, it didn't matter what anybody said. She knew it because he had already given her the confirmation. I believe what saints are looking for is not that they don't believe. They haven't got the confirmation. They haven't got the assurance of whether it's going to be or not be. And then they take that as being doubt or lack of faith. No, you're seeking God for an answer because he tells you. Acknowledge me. But sometimes he won't get an answer right away. Right. Sometimes for years. Then you wait. That's what happened with Abraham and Sarah. And so if a person doesn't wait, then they get creative. And then they say, oh, this is this is what I tell the Lord. Well, please bless me not to rationalize something and find myself doing something and rationalize why I'm doing that. And, and what I'm doing is going to be wrong because I was reading about Ananias and Sapphira and how they rationalized keeping part of, mm -hmm. of what they sold when they sold their land. They rationalized why they were doing it. You know, some people will come up with a reason and basically... It's totally wrong. And Sarah and, and Abraham, they rationalized because it was taking God so long. You know, so it took him, what, 25 years after mm -hmm. he told them. Right. So you might not get the answer right away. I remember my mother telling me one time, because I was praying that the Lord would save this individual. I'm just, I'm looking for it to happen. And she said, that might not happen for years. She said, it might be 20 years from now. I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh my, because we're waiting for an answer. The answer might not, might not, it might not come right away. Then we had to tell the Lord, then bless me, Lord, to possess my soul with patience and not to dwell on it. You know, not to get stuck on it. You can get anxious. Yes. And then the Lord tell you, when, when you're anxious and you, your eyes haven't seen it, it's like, it puts you into overdrive. That's scripture, you know, because it's better if your eyes see it, if, if you're going to get anxious, because then you have some type of peace when you actually see it come to pass. Do you think Abraham and Sarah got anxious? I had to. I mean, because they were like, servant. they were so old, right. you know. And they probably said, we're going to die before this happens. Right. We're going to drop over right. but, but, but when you know God has actually told you something, then you have to rehearse what the Lord, you have to bring that in, in remembrance, 
and you have to tell yourself over and over again. Well, and, I think and it doesn't matter when people say, oh, don't go over the same thing over and over again. Go over it a million times if you have to. You have to be rehearsing your heart what God has told you. I think it's easier when you know that the Lord has told you one way or another right. to it, wait 25 years. It, well, it might not be. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, think, He didn't say, well, you're going to have to wait 25 years. He just told them it's going to happen. So sometimes you might think it's easier. God has given you confirmation. And then because he's giving you the confirmation, you might think it's going to happen right away. And, and I believe that's how he felt. He felt like he was within his strength when he was probably, you know, 25 years younger. He feels like, you know, there's that possibility. And Sarah wasn't that old. I mean, she was old, but, you know. <laughs> but then after a while, you know, they start to reason, well, maybe we didn't hear the Lord right. Maybe we misinterpreted what he said. And sometimes that's what we do. Maybe we didn't get it quite right because it's not happening the way that we envisioned it. And we know God said it, but maybe that's not exactly what he meant. That's when a person has to go back and seek the Lord for clarification or for comfort. Like the Holy Ghost comfort. That, that's right. That's ba- that's the bottom line. That's really what you really would like is the comfort. Right. You know, uh, because that would wipe away all anxiety. Yes, I was reading something uh, yesterday, and it was about, like, on waiting. So it was like, it was like while you're waiting, you worship while you wait. You praise God while you wait. And it was like to take, from, to take your mind off of what you're waiting for. You just, it was like saying you praise God while you wait. You thank, you thank God for what he's already done. You thank God for what he's doing right now. You, you say you thank God. Say it may not happen this week, may not happen next week, may not happen. But Lord, I know it's going to happen. And how you bring it to pass, Lord, bless me to recognize my blessing. You know, just praising God, singing songs and hymns while you're waiting for that answer. Right. You know that God is not going to leave you without an answer. He's going to do it one way or the other. He's going to give you some type of confirmation. And whatever answer he gives you is going to be for your good. And whatever answer he provides for you is going to fulfill all those voids that you felt like couldn't be filled or needed to be filled. God's going to take care of all that. And Mm -hmm. it'll be just like yesterday. And then you're on to the next on to the next thing that you're asking God for by faith. Because you, mm-hmm. you, now that you see it, it's no longer faith. You're on to your next project. Yeah. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from John 15 and 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Now ain't God alright? God, God is, is alright. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, where can you find confusion and evil work? And the answer is, where there is envying and strife. And that answer can be found in James chapter 3, verse 16, which reads, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. This week's Food for Thought is, What is the whole duty of man? Not just a part of it, but the whole duty of man. Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.